Welcome to the Help for Wounded Spirits. This podcast exists to reach those wounded and suffering through life's trials. And now your hosts, Dr. Doug Carriger and Mrs. Stephanie Wesco. Great to be back with you folks. We, again, just just love the opportunity to come across your airways and be part of your day and be part of the community that uh, gets to worship God together and serve Him. Uh, currently, we're studying through the book of Proverbs. We're on the 11th Proverb, and today we're going to be starting at uh, 1114, verse 1114. Uh, but before we do that, I always like to recognize that with me is my friend, my co-host, Stephanie Wesco. And hello, Stephanie. Good morning, Doug. It's good to be with you this morning. And see, I waited for that G. I don't know if you picked that up from yesterday. I waited <laughs> I waited to see if she was going to hang on that G. It's good to be with you. And uh, folks, as, we, as we've been going through this, we, we wanted to remind you that uh, we're leaving this study. I know we got 20 chapters left, but we're leaving the book of Proverbs when we finish the 20 chapters that are left. Uh, we'll finish through chapter 31 and we'll go into a study on narcissism. So I'm putting together some research and uh, Stephanie's putting together a bunch if you're out there on the Helpful Wounded uh, Facebook page, Helpful Wounded Spirits Facebook page. And But we'd love to hear from you uh, that's maybe been hurt by these unbiblical people and they've been hurt by narcissists. If you've been hurt by narcissists, if you can tell us how you were hurt, how it happened, we don't have to use your name, we don't have to use your location, but we'd love to bring you on a show, share some verses and talk about uh, maybe even how God brought you out of that. So uh, make sure you drop us a line at Helpful Wounded Spirits. We're going to be gathering up names and people uh, over the next couple months. So probably two months from now before we jump in uh, into narcissism. But we want to do an exhaustive study on what the Bible has to say about narcissism, how people have been hurt, but more importantly, how God has brought people out. So, Stephanie, with that, you know, we have our segments here. And the first one is the Norton Knuckleheaded moment where we talk about you might be a knucklehead if. And uh, so I've been trying to do uh, what we say what we don't say and what we don't do to people with PTSD and making that also uh, the Norton knuckleheaded moment here. So uh, one of the things that a knucklehead says, or you can tell a person is a knucklehead, is they'll say to somebody with PTSD, it only gets better and better from now on. Don't worry about it. And, uh, and, and folks don't, don't tell people how it's going to get, you know, just tell people, Hey, I'll, I'm here for you. I'll, I'll pray with you. Don't be judging people. Don't tell people how their life's going to go forward. Those are things we don't say to people and they make us a knucklehead when we do. Now, how do you want to add to that, Stephanie? You have anything you'd like to add? Yeah. Um, I think it's very, and I've talked to other, for my case, obviously it's, it's having lost you know, the man I was married to. And so that situation, you know, I've talked to other ladies who are a few years out and and we all just kind of laugh together at the statement. Oh, it'll be better. It'll get better. Um, and I, I understand what people mean, but the general consensus that I've gleaned from other, and, and I guess it'd be maybe different for different widows, depending on where they were in life. But for those of us who are widowed, when we still have 
in my case, eight children, depending on me, looking to me to stay strong, to stay normal, to stay, um, to keep life going as smooth as it did when dad was alive. Um, it gets worse in a lot of ways. Well, okay? yeah, yeah. And there, there's things that of it that get worse. And so now when people say to me, oh, it's got to be so much better than it was three years ago, I my flesh wants to just laugh at them because it's like, you don't have a clue. Exactly. Um, and I understand sometimes what people mean, but at the same time, don't say that to somebody. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, and I got news for you, folks. And, and the bad news here is it doesn't even matter. Everybody's going through junk. Even if the kids are all grown up, you're always going to be a parent to kids who lost a parent. And uh, that, that's always going to be a mission. It's always going to be a duty and it's hard. And to, and to judge people, Stephanie is, knows so much more to me how hard that is. Uh, just don't say that to folks. Folks are going through junk and, and you know, God may, uh, God's doing a wonderful work through Stephanie and her kids. I get that. And other people, uh, but people been through junk and, and, and you know what people 30, 40 years ago, listen to this uh, program right now on the radio are saying, uh, dude, I went through my trauma 30 years ago yeah. and I'm still dealing with it. And, and I get yeah. that God gives us trials for a reason. And he doesn't take an eraser out and erase them from our mind. He does give us what we need to get through them and to continue to go. But it's a yeah. journey. And Well, yeah, we see that in the life of Joseph. Yeah, it's a you journey. How many years had passed since his brothers betrayed him. But when they showed up there in Egypt, he was in a position of power. God had made his dreams come true. Joseph was in victory. But the Bible tells, I mean, when now when I read that story, I'm like, Whoa, he struggled with the same things I struggle with. When his brother showed up, yeah, messed him up. Yeah, it really up because that trauma had happened. Yeah. He could just forget that his brothers had stripped him and thrown him in a pit and sold him into slavery and all that. That wasn't all in, in, yeah. instantly in his mind. And we know Joseph was a man who walked with God. And nobody wants to be stripped and thrown in a pit. I'm just being no. upfront with you. Yeah, and having to deal with that and being down yeah. in that pit and. Yeah. Um, yeah, you're right. It's a trigger. It's a trigger. So folks, listen. So don't be that person. Don't be that knucklehead. This is only getting better and better from now. Be that person that says, how can we help you? You know, what can I do for you? Uh, you know, can I come by and, and uh, bring everybody to the taco truck? You know, that works for me. Oh, you know? yeah. That works for Emmy too. It works for Emmy. Emmy's a taco. Steffi's not as much of a taco truck person as Emmy. She finds something. She'll. Steffi's got some issues when it comes to tacos and stuff. She's not necessarily the taco girl that Emmy is, and that's all right. Stephanie's got her more own. Reserved. Uh, her what? She's more reserved. She's yeah. A lot. She's got more my personality. Emmy's just lets her freak flag wave proudly all the time. Yeah. yeah. And and Steffi likes different food than Emmy likes. Yeah. 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 Emmy's just. I mean, you give Emmy a double cheeseburger, she's all in, man. You, know you give why? her a plate of spaghetti, she's all in, man. That's because she was a deputation baby. Yeah. From, from birth on, man. She she learned to love all that She gets that tears stuff. in her eyes when you start talking about spaghetti and cheeseburgers. <laughs> I mean, it's uh, you know, five years old. Cheeseburger, Uncle Doug. Yeah. All I want on is ketchup. I mean, she just... <laughs> It, it's real to her, man. You, you can't mess with her with cheeseburgers, man. You just, you can't, if you say cheeseburger, you better be willing to produce. Don't ever, you don't <laughs> tease, right. you don't tease her with the word cheeseburger and uh, it just does not work. And, uh, will come to you and inform you that you lied to her. Yeah. So yeah. 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 So I, you know, I, I hook her up with a cheeseburger, you know, I, I got no problem with that. And uh, with tacos, she, she's, 
she's equally in love with tacos, it seems like, and spaghetti or, or you know, if it's got noodles, it's Emmy. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, she's a, <laughs> she's a noodle person. She likes spaghetti noodles. I, I made her some ziti yeah. one time, and, I mean, her nose was up in the air a little bit. She ate it. <laughs> But she's like, you know, why are you making me these round noodles with a weird name? And, I uh, remember that. Yep. Yeah, she was pretty hot about that. So, <laughs> I, so I admit, so I made a, I made a, a pan of spaghetti as well, and we you got did. Emmy her pan. Yeah, because Emmy is not going to have weird noodles if she doesn't want <laughs> weird noodles. You know, and so that's where it is. So anyway, here we are. We're moving <laughs> along. We probably spent a little bit too much time right there, but. Uh, yeah, just don't be telling, don't be giving people your, uh, your thought on them, them getting better and better and, you know, their next spouse, their next whatever, you know, that uh, it's only going to be better. You know, people, it's a journey. We're all going through this journey. Grief is a journey, folks. And, uh, you know, the important thing is if you're not farther along on the journey than you were yesterday or the day before, well, you need to start paying attention to that and God will help you with that. Cause we don't get mm-hmm. stuck in a place. We don't want to get stuck out there on an Island where snakes come out of places. We want to move along, man. And, yeah. uh, uh, but it is a journey. And remember that everybody's journey is different and everybody's journey takes a different amount of time. But if we're still in a bad place on our journey, you know, if it's still stormy and stuff like that, let's work a little harder with God. And, uh, and let's come up alongside of those people who are there. They're all great people. You know what? If folks are serving God and they're saved and you know, then there's these knuckleheads who come along and stalk people and mess with people and they just send them back. They just send people back into the, you know, into the middle of the trauma world. And, you know, I know four or five people that keep on getting sent back into the trauma world by knuckleheads. And I think knuckleheads that set off triggers, I think they should, I think we should be allowed to shoot at them. That's all I'm saying. Well hooked to the back of my Chevrolet pickup truck at 55 going down the road. But anyway, here we are by a rope (laughs) being dragged. Uh, here we are. We're on, we're in the book of Proverbs chapter 11, 14, and, and let's help each other along in that area. Uh, we're in chapter 11, verse number 14, where no consul is the people fall, a very familiar verse. But in the multitude of consulars, there is safety. And, uh, you know, I'm looking at that, but where no consul is, you know, you need leadership. Mm-hmm. Uh, we live in a world where we need leadership and guidance. People are looking for leadership and guidance. And everybody needs a leader. Everybody needs guidance. Well, you find that in the Word of God and through our uh, pastors and Sunday school teachers and, and, and close, you know, spiritual friends and mentors and Bible buddies and, and things like that. You need that. So when you don't have that, you know, you have a bad time, uh, you have a bad way. And I mean, what do you see in there, Stephanie, what's coming to your mind? Well, I'm in the situation, a situation in life. Um, a situation came up, um, this last week and I needed counsel. Okay. And I think, um, this is very important. The idea of having godly counselors around you, um, because you can have a multitude of counselors. Um, but if you don't have a multitude of godly counselors, you can get yourself into trouble. Um, you know, Rahab or not Rahab, Rehoboam, my brain, Rehoboam, Solomon's son put himself, you know, there was the old wise counselors. And then he had the young men who were his peers and he made them as counselors, and they 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 gave him some pretty idiotic counsel. Oh yeah. Um, and so so reading this as God means for it to read in the sense of this is talking about godly counselors. And so, um, in my scenario of life, um, 
I began asking, and I'm not trying to raise myself up as an example. This just happened, so that's why it's coming to my mind. Um, but I began seeking counsel. Yeah. And um, multiple men of God um, over the last few months have been giving me the, the counsel that I kind of knew the direction God wanted me to go because God has been preparing me with counsel up to this point over these last couple of months. Um, but the multitude of counselors, God has used that though his spirit very much had given me confirmation in my own heart and mind. God has used the multitude of counselors, wise men of God, um, who have proven themselves over the years to be men of God. Um, who have faced trials, <laughs> have come through walking with God and loving him. That multitude of counselors, that wisdom, also God uses it to give you that sense of you're in my will. And that is the safe place to be. It doesn't mean it's the easy place to be. It doesn't mean it's always the most comfortable place to be. But it's the safe place safe place because that's where you're hidden under the shadow of God's wings is yeah. when you're in his will. And so I think this is... It's this verse can bring great comfort it can. in this of if you're if you're being a wise person if you're walking in in with a companion of wise men there's safety in that and that's powerful and I think we have a former president that illustrated this for us where he put wise men godly men people who who walked with God who knew the Lord as their savior around himself to, and I think God used that. God honored that and made him a wise man. And our entire country reaped the benefits of that as far as dwelling in safety, as far as having that security um, that we honestly don't have now. Um, because when you make a, make a multitude of counselors a place where you hang out, that is a safe place. Yeah. Yeah, and it is. It's the place you need to be. And, you know, in the old days, Christians used to pray for a, a faithful counsel around the kings and the leaders that were faithful to God's word that would say the right things. You know, we came across so many people in the book of Psalms and uh, in, in the book of Job that weren't faithful, that weren't godly, that weren't giving out the right information or, or doing the right thing. So it's so important that you have counsel, godly counsel, that you have that leadership, godly leadership, godly guidance. And, um, and those people in, in the multitude of them, you know, you have a few of them that you just don't go to one, you know, you talk, yeah. it's, it's important that you have that in the army. We used to call these people ranger buddies. These were the people that made sure that you kept yourself a good soldier and did the right things. Well, in God's army, we call them Bible buddies. Everybody needs a Bible buddy somebody that they can trust that studies the Bible, that reads the Bible, that's going through the same places you are. We were, you know, we were all in the book of Genesis today in, in our study. Uh, you know, we're on actually, we're recording this on January 4th and, and uh, you know, we're all in like the, you know, the, the fourth, uh, uh, the fourth Psalm, you know, and, and different things of that nature. And so different places where our Bible study took us, but it's good to have the multitude of people who are right there with us that you can talk to. And as God lifts things up in your mind, I, and I want to go ahead, I want to sneak in 15 today too, cause I think it's, I think it's kind of important here. I think if we look at 15, it says he that is surety for a stranger shall smart for it. And he that hateth surety ship is sure. So he that is surety for a stranger and uh, somebody who is promising to pay the debts of that stranger to, um, you know, uh, invites these kind of can inv invite trouble because you can suffer and, 
and uh, and it goes on that one that hates being surety or there's hatred there is being responsible for one's own debt. Uh, so there's a couple kind of people out there, Stephanie, that I believe Fifteen's talking about here. Uh, I think I think there's that group of people that you know are paying off people's debts. They're smart for it. It hurts them. They suffer. It's you know he that is surety for a stranger shall smart for it. And he that hateth suretyship is sure. So who that he that thinks the other person is responsible for their own debt. So this is like an anti-socialism type of thing here that we have our own responsibility. I I mean, what are you thinking here, Stephanie? Yeah, totally. I mean, you this goes along with being a wise person. Um, there's gonna be when I when I see that word smart, I think of like a nasty thing, you know, like where you put alcohol on an open wound and that that awful like enveloping sting that it's your body um and don't don't take don't make someone else's problem your personal responsibility by doing something foolish um and i think it's very easy you know if you're a caring person um you have to seek the lord's wisdom because unfortunately it seems like caring people can be magnets yeah or like to take advantage of caring people. And so just be wise in your dealings, be wise in what you commit to. Um, I've had to learn this the hard way um, just with counseling people that there are people out there who, yes, they need help, but you have to be wise in how you help them so that you don't get yourself into trouble. Um, And so just, just being a wise person and seeking the Lord's wisdom as you go through life that, um, you don't get taken advantage of. And, and you know what we do for the Lord in the end, the Lord takes care of us, but there are earthly consequences. If you make a foolish decision, even in the process of helping someone else. Oh yeah. And there's these people out there that can get credit just cause they can get credit. Uh, so they don't view, you know, there's a biblical way of viewing a budget is paying things, paying for things, paying things off. I mean, I get that we, you know, have a car loan. I get that we, you know, need a mortgage and things like that. And, and then we pay those things off. But I know people who've never paid off anything they've ever owned. You know, they, they're yeah. always trading. They're always trading up, trading, and they've always got all this debt. And, and then, you know, when they can't pay the bill, they, 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 feel like they're a victim and people should help them along. And, and I kind of think that's where we're going from there. I think it's more important. Uh, you know, I used to study a guy named Burkett. So Burkett was the money guy back then. There's a new guy now. I can't think of his name, but he talked about biblical principles and, and brother Burkett went to heaven and, and Dave Ramsey's now the guy uh, that talks about biblical principles and paying off one's debt and things of that nature. I think there's responsibility that comes with Proverbs eleven fifteen. I think there's responsibility that comes with being a Christian, and that responsibility is this, um, that if we owe something, we pay it off. You know, there's yeah. power in that. There's power in doing our the right thing as quick as we can. If we owe somebody money, we pay them off. We we don't have to go. And, and you know, I'm the type of guy that if I see you hurting or something, I'm going to give you a few bucks, and so so's Debbie, my wife, so Stephanie. But... I, I think more important than that we got to look at this individually right now and say to ourselves, Hey, what are we going to do? The same way churches look at each other corporately. I can't count on two hands. How many churches I know that closed the doors that borrowed too much money said, boy, yeah. well, if we build it, they're just going to keep coming. They're going to be, no, that's not how it works sometimes. <laughs> and, yeah. and so folks just, just be sure, be sure that uh, we have a responsibility 
uh, to take care of our own debt, to take care of our own things. And, and if we're going to make a bill, we better be in that position to pay it off. And uh, because God can see us, he's watching us. And so uh, wrapping this up, we've been doing a live music thing, Stephanie, where we've been playing. Well, we haven't been live. We've been playing our recorded music, but we've been playing a song every day. So let's see what the song is today. So we've been in the album, God Meant It for Good. We played yesterday, Greater in You, which was a real long song. And uh, now we're going to play Daddy's Girls. This is our shorter song. So you heard our longest song on the CD yesterday. Now you're going to hear our shorter song on the CD. And just I wanted to, before I played this song, I wanted to tell you that Stephanie Stephanie adamantly opposed this song. For a long time, but she's told me she's got over that now. And uh, this is a song we did. Emmy was asking just a ton of questions about her dad and uh, a bunch of why types of questions. And and it and so through this, we wrote this song, and, and Stephanie helped and wrote the music and all that. So here's the song. It's called Daddy's Girls. My daddy went to heaven when I was only two. I know my daddy loves me. I know he loves you too. Someday we'll be together. We'll share our life forever. My daddy is waiting for me. What would daddy say to me if he were here today? I love you so much, Emmy, and I'm so proud of you. You're pretty like your mommy, so smile, my little angel. I'm smiling right down back at you. Each day is made more easy. I trust my Savior knows my feelings and my questions. He'll never let me go. Boy, that song will bring a tear to your eye. Listen, folks, if we can do anything to help you, and again, if you want to listen to any of our songs, you can go out to Spotify, Amazon Music, Apple Music, anywhere you can stream or download music to buy. We'd love to have you buy one of our CDs, um, and you can do that, again, Apple, Amazon, Spotify, any of those places that let you zip music down and, and take music, and thank you for that. We'd love to help you if we can. If there's something we can do for you, make sure you contact Contact us at Helpful Wounded Spirits, and we'll make sure we get right back to you. Uh, thank you again for listening to our music, and uh, thank you again for being part of this podcast. May God bless you. We'll, we'll hear from you again tomorrow. Thank you. Thank you for listening to our podcast today. It is very important to all of us at Help for Wounded Spirits that you know your Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. The Bible is very clear with a simple salvation message. You can know today. First, you're a sinner. 
for all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. Second, there's a price on sin, for the wages of sin is death. Third, Jesus paid that price for you, but God commendeth his love toward us in that while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. Lastly, you must speak it with your mouth and believe it with your heart, that if thou shalt confess with thy mouth the Lord Jesus, and shalt believe in thine heart that God hath raised him from the dead, thou shalt be saved. For with the heart man believeth unto righteousness, and with the mouth confession is made known unto salvation. Simply ask the Lord to save you in Jesus' name while believing in your heart, and he will. Please contact us if we can help you in any way. God bless you. Doug and Stephanie, thank you for listening today. We hope this podcast has been a blessing in your life. For helpful resources, more information, or to donate to help this vital ministry, visit us at WoundedSpirits.com.